What is up, you guys? Welcome to the God Did That podcast, the podcast about stories and seasons that make us go, wow, God did that. I'm your host, Hannah Van Ryan. Let's jump right in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to talk to you guys again today. I loved hearing all of your positive support on last week's episode. Um, I did plan on having this one pre-recorded, but because I am redoing it again, because I'm such a perfectionist, I am able to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening to the first one. I think we just hit like 50 plays on the first one, which is insane, and it totally surpassed my expectations. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you guys so much, and your sweet messages to me were, they mean a lot to me, and I really, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. And just, uh, yeah, your support of me and of the podcast and everything like that. And I'm so excited to have some of you guys on here. Uh, I think it's going to be so fun. So, yeah, um, today's episode is going to be a little bit heavier um, because today is my testimony episode. And so if I start talking maybe a little bit more low energy in this podcast or just in general, it's a little more low energy. Um, it is because of there are things in here that are hard to talk about because they happened in my life in the past couple years. And my testimony looks a lot more different than it did when I gave it when I was when I was younger. And so it's uh, yeah, some of the things are hard for me to talk about because they happened recently and they're hard things. But for this, we have Jesus. And I hope that you are pointed back to Christ through this episode and you don't see me, but rather you see the work of God in my life and his grace and his mercy uh, in my life that uh, that never gives up on me. And so. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and let's just jump right in. Okay, guys, so um, yeah, I'm going to be sharing my testimony today, and so I'm basically only going to be sharing from about high school on uh, because we don't have a million years, and uh, I kind of, there are some big key points in my faith that happened in that time, and so I think I should share those, and so I should start off by saying, though, that I was raised in a Christian home. I am very, very blessed um, in that way that both my parents love the Lord very much, and I grew up going to church every week, going to all the groups and doing devotions at our <laughs> dinner table every night. And so I am very blessed in that way. Uh, I'm also very blessed that I got the opportunity to go on a couple of mission trips. Uh, well, I did the same one three times in a row, uh, just going to a beach town near me. And that really impacted my faith. And I went on and when I was like in grade eight, grade nine and grade 10 or something like that in the summers between there. And then when I was 13, I decided to get baptized and I wouldn't say that I regret getting baptized because I don't regret anything and I think that God calls us to to it but I um do think that I was not uh <laughs> quite in the place of understanding what it truly meant to follow Jesus and I don't but I'm I'm glad that I did make that decision and I got to share my testimony but it's so crazy to think how different my testimony looks now um than when I shared it in front of my church versus now but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I also had the opportunity and blessing to go to Christian school my whole life. Uh, uh, I recognize that that is something not a lot of people get and uh, to go to private Christian school their whole life. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, the schools themselves, pretty good schools. Uh, I just happened to go to school with some not so great people. And so I, uh, growing up, I was bullied almost all of elementary school, I would say from about third grade on. That's also when I developed anxiety. Uh, or when my parents at least noticed it in me. Um, and so those are kind of important as we come along in my testimony. Um, but going into high school, I would say I was a pretty lukewarm Christian. Uh, 
I would say my faith was mainly based on spiritual highs. And so based on worship nights and uh, like youth camp events and stuff like that. And so I don't think I had a very strong faith going into high school, which I wish that I did. But so I went into high school and I thought that I wasn't going to get bullied anymore because, you know, it's a big school. Like there's going to be people who stand out more than I do. And yeah, why, why are the people going to pick on me? People are going to love me here. And so, uh, but I did go to a feeder school uh, for elementary school, which means that I, I think that's the right term. Uh, so it means I went into a high school with everybody that I went to grade school with and about three or four, I think, other schools that all kind of fed into this one high school. And so I went to school with a lot of the same people my whole life. And so that has pros and cons, but uh, yeah, so I never was a kid in school that fit in uh, by choice, though. I have always been extremely opinionated. I have never been afraid to share my opinions and never been afraid to to get in front of people and say what I think and never been afraid to kind of do my own thing and, yeah, just not care what other people think. And so I've never really been that person that's just always blended in because I don't I don't want to because, you know, God's given me a voice. I want to share it. And yeah. And like I said, last time I grew up on stage and so I love talking and I love talking in front of people and I'm not afraid to. And so that comes with its with its own things. And it's hard when you're in school because people who are really comfortable with themselves like I was, you when you're like that, you be you're an easy target for people who aren't and for people who see you as someone who doesn't fit in. And whatnot. And I did have some friends in high school. Uh, a couple of them I'm still friends with, and I love them so much. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of close friends in high school. I had a few that I'm thankful for their friendship. Um, and yeah, but uh, most of the people in my school didn't like me very much, uh, were not kind to me. And there are some things that I look back on in high school that I'm like, I can't believe that I deem that as normal. I can't believe I didn't go to. Uh, staff about this I did go to staff about some of the things but not a lot of the things not most of them and so uh, yeah those things were really hard on me and they gave me uh, just it was just gave me a hard time in high school you know and so uh, high school was high school was rough and I I wasn't really living my life for Christ I wasn't really uh, I didn't have that strong relationship with God and I wish that I did in that time but I know God was working in that time, even if I couldn't see it. And so, but yeah, coming into grade 11, I joined worship team on my school and I loved that so much because I love singing and it's something that God has given me a gift in. And uh, I loved singing in front of the school and leading in worship, but it slowly turned into a pride thing for me and it boosted my ego so much. Um, So many people telling me how great I was and getting solos and getting leads and stuff like that it was I'm so thankful for those opportunities and for people's kind words to me but ultimately it boosted my ego like crazy and that was something that I never saw as a problem I thought wow like people are finally like they like me and you know like people are finally being kind to me like this like thank you god like thank you for giving me the gift and I didn't even think about how it actually was harming me, um, was, was how prideful I was in it. And so, yeah, but that became something huge in my life. And then, uh, coming into my senior year of high school, I started partying. And so I started going to, to parties with friends and, 
uh, I slowly uh, just started looking forward to parties. That's what I looked forward to. I couldn't really care less about what God wanted for me. I just kind of was like, whatever, I'll follow you later. Uh, but I still went to him when I was anxious and sad and listening to worship music and stuff like that. And I still got in front of my school and said, guys, let's lift our hands and let's, you know, let's join the Lord in genuine worship when I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. And I wasn't actually, I didn't actually mean those words and it was, it was a performance and yeah, but I started partying. And I think as I look back on that time and I reflect on it, I have to think like, why, why was I doing that? What? And I realized that it, I came from this place of wanting to be accepted by my peers. And this was a place when they, they weren't mean to me to my face. They weren't, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I just became somebody that I thought that they liked. And so that was something that I wanted to do and look forward to because the people who are really mean to me during the week were not very mean to me on the weekends, if you know what I mean. And so at least not to my face, like I said. But yeah, so uh, that was something that just took me even farther away from God. And then uh, I should say that we had a... Um, a clinic come to our school with this artist, this incredible Christian artist. Uh, his name is Elias Dummer, and he did a worship clinic with us. And he he led us for a couple of days and just trained us in worship leading and got us ready for our nationals competition. And that made me really want to be a worship leader. And that's when I was like, okay, like I can do it. Like this is this is what I'm meant to do. Like it's what God's calling me to. Like I'm going to be a worship leader. But it still came out of this place of complete selfishness and complete pride and complete just boosting my ego. And so I, I know my heart wasn't right then, but that's what I thought I wanted to do. How no relationship with God and wanting to be a worship leader fits together, I'm not sure. But in my 17-year-old brain, that's what worked out. And so, yeah. And then I was going to go to a local college, but then I don't even remember why, but I decided to take a gap year. I was like you know what, I don't got enough money to do this. I don't know for sure if this is the school I want to go to because I was thinking about going to a local college, but I've always wanted to go to school in the States. That's just what I wanted to do. I've never really seriously thought, I've only seriously thought about a couple schools near me. There's not many Christian colleges near me either that are actually good and, and you know, uh, but I seriously looked into schools in the States. So I was like, okay, I might have to take a, I'm going to take a gap year. I think that's why it was because I wanted to save money. Um, uh, so, but yeah, I decided to take a gap year and yeah, uh, then, okay, here's, okay. So as much as I want this to be casual, genuine and have it feel like a conversation on this podcast, there are certain aspects that I don't want to mess up and potentially cause hurt to the other people who are involved in this part of my testimony. Um, so this comes, uh, oh wait, so no, it's has that. So I decided to write out this part of my testimony because, yeah, I just, I don't want to hurt anybody. And so um, this was right after graduation. So in the summer of 2019, I was, as stated before, big into the party scene. This was a very lukewarm season in my life, and I was still only going to God when I needed him and didn't actually care about what he wanted for me. I didn't care what the Bible said. <laughs> this summer, I started uh, dating uh, and got into a relationship with this guy who was great. By secular standards, it was a great relationship, but ultimately he wasn't a Christian. When we first started dating, I pushed away the nudging in my heart from the Holy Spirit that dating an unbeliever was wrong and I didn't think about it again. Over the course of the relationship, God used conversations, examples in my life through couples I knew, and many 
other things to convict me of why the relationship had to end for my sake and for now my ex-boyfriend's sake. Through many tears and angry conversations with God, I ended the relationship. I did not end it when or how I would if I could go back, but I knew it was what I had to do. As I reflect on it all, I wonder why I chose to listen to God at this point, as I was disobeying him in pretty much every other area of my life. Uh, but I do know that he has used the situation for good, and he protected my heart. And after we broke up, I was completely blindsided uh, by a hurtful social media post made and posted by my ex-boyfriend almost immediately after we talked for the last time and I broke up with him. Uh, this post was then something that I used to justify the way that I treated my ex-boyfriend after we broke up. Um, from the fall of 2019 on, I became a terrible person. I was angry with God, and I thought I had made the biggest mistake of my life by ending the, my relationship, and I was miserable and partying and overall didn't care about anyone but myself and could not have cared less about Jesus and my relationship with him. And I would say that this was honestly probably the lowest part of my life up until this point was going into the new year of 2020. Um, and yeah, it was hard. It was, it sucked. <laughs> um, and I was, I was truly living life without Jesus and I, I did not care. And, um, uh, the last time I ever drank was uh, New Year's going into 2020 by the grace of God um, because he slowly started to work in my heart, in my life to to draw me back to himself. And um, he did that through a few ways. He did that through uh, just slowly starting to take away friends that I did that with and starting to take away opportunities to go to parties and stuff like that. And then, yeah, so I, as it started right before COVID, I kind of reached this breaking point of God, I'm done. I'm done trying to be a part of the world and I am done chasing the world and I'm done chasing after things that that don't fulfill me anymore. And so I kind of decided like this is it. I'm going to I'm going to give Jesus a chance now. I'm going to actually listen to what he wants for me and I'm going to, you know, actually actually follow him now seriously like I actually want to do this and then COVID hit and I couldn't even go to church and I was like are you serious <laughs> um but on Easter of uh, 2020 I decided to rededicate my life to Christ and I love Easter already but it was such a special day that I don't even think I told anybody when it happened but I was just immediately filled with the joy that comes from from Jesus and from following him and I never felt it the way that I the way that I did from that point on and I just became so hungry for wanting to know Jesus and wanting to study God's word and wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit and so um, because it was COVID I wasn't really distracted anymore because I all I was doing was working and going home I mean some people skipped out on COVID restrictions I didn't really care that much because I kind of had lost all my friends now that I wasn't partying anymore. And so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do the stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to read my Bible. And I joined all these zoom Bible studies from TikTok. Freaking great. Grew my faith so much. What an awesome community. Um, some of these people created like through, through Jesus, um, just with people all over the world and sharing testimony and and hearing great Bible studies and great worship through Zoom. And I remember there were some weeks when I was in Zoom Bible study, like three or four nights a week, people would ask me to hang out as like some of the restrictions got lifted. And I was like, nope, like I have Zoom Bible study. I can't like, you know, and so that was something the Lord used in my life greatly. And I'm so thankful for that. And yeah, 
So coming into the June of 2020, I had been all set to go to a worship music college in Memphis, Tennessee. I was so excited to go. I um, had these plans since probably like January or December. Also, if you hear that text going off, I'm so sorry. I cannot figure out how to put on Do Not Disturb on my laptop. So I apologize if you hear that. If you didn't, cool. Awesome. So we, um, yeah, I've had my heart set on this school since uh, January. Uh, I was so ready to move out and be independent and, you know, follow Jesus to Tennessee. And because I love the South and I love Jesus. And so I was like, this is perfect. And it was, it was a perfect school for me, I thought. Um, but yeah, so then I was going through my fall packet. I was about to pay my money and I saw something that said Bethel church. And I personally don't really like what's going on at Bethel. Okay. Some people wouldn't name drop a church like this, but I'm name dropping this church because there are things that are concerning about it and, and I couldn't support it. And so I decided at first I was like, I'm just not going to tell anybody because I want to go. And so <laughs> I was, uh, I wasn't going to tell anybody, but then eventually I thought I got to tell somebody. So I ended up telling my parents and we came to the conclusion that I couldn't go to the school anymore. And my heart was broken because I was like, God, are you serious? Like I am literally actually wanting to truly worship you through music and do this as my career. And now you're taking it away. Like seriously, I was so mad at God. Um, but I know that he protected me and he protected my heart and he protected my faith and he just protected me through, through taking away that opportunity. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Um, yeah. Coming into the summer, I, had the opportunity to, uh, I saw my ex-boyfriend for the first time since I had, uh, since we had broken up and we didn't speak to each other, but I was immediately convicted of what I had done. And even though I hadn't talked to him, I had spoke, I had talking that I had talked about him in a way that was terrible and horrible. And I, I knew then that I had to apologize. I had to ask for repentance from God and I had to repent to God and I had to ask for forgiveness from God. And so, I talked to the Lord about it and I repented and asked for forgiveness, but then I knew it was time to apologize. So I reached out to my ex-boyfriend. I apologized to him for everything I put him through and the way that I damaged his reputation and everything like that. And he is very gracious towards me. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And I'm very thankful that we had that conversation. Um, yes, uh, God has used him in my life in many, many ways. And I wish him the best. I, I pray for him all the time. And so, but yeah, uh, so then coming into the end of the summer, I randomly decided <laughs> to Google Christian Bible School, Southern USA or something like that. And God provided the answers on the Google search as the school that I ended up going to. Um, and at first, my parents told me, no, I couldn't go. But I applied anyway. And I got in. And, and in three weeks, I was off to Texas. And if you want to hear about my Bible school experience and more in depth about the way that God provided uh, to the to my school, I will encourage you to listen to next week's episode because next week's episode I'm going to be sharing uh, the story of the way that God provided me to my God provided my school, and so yeah, and just the the way that He worked in my life, just a small portion of it in next week's episode. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode once again. I, even though I just said that, but thank you. <laughs> so, 
I wanted to share a couple of verses with you that as I look back on my life, I am so thankful for and I can I can see them in my life, I guess. I don't know what the proper term would be, but like I can figure to remind myself what the Lord has done in my life. And so I want to start off with this verse that my mom shared with me when I was um, first started getting bullied in uh, elementary school. And it was, it's been my, my life first for forever because it has just always been a verse near and dear to my heart. And just such a good reminder in times when I've been scared. And it's it's the classic Joshua 1 verse 9, which is, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And even though it may be a verse you've heard a million times, I think it's such a good reminder of the way that the, the Lord is with us. And he He never leaves you. You're never, you're never alone. And yeah, Jesus is your peace. He's your protector and he is your safety and he's your safe place. And that comes along with a quote that um, there, I, used, I had this wonderful leader in my life for a few years and she shared this quote with me. That is the best quote I've ever heard. If I ever go on Sadie Robertson's podcast and she says, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Mark my words. This is this is what I'm saying. OK, um, she, uh, she said to me, she said, Safety is not found in the absence of danger. It is found in the presence of Jesus. Oh my goodness, that is so, so good. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our protector. He is our safety. He is our stronghold. He is all those things. And Joshua 1 verse 9 was, is such a good verse to remind us of that. And then this next verse, um, I think that as I look back on my life and my testimony and the story that God has given me, through his wonderful work in my life, I look back on this verse that my, my best friend Jess showed me. Sorry, Jess, I'm kind of stealing your verse here a little bit, but Habakkuk 1 verse 5. Um, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. And I think that that is, that is such a good reminder because off, most of the time when we go through things, we're going to have no idea what God is trying to teach us through it. We don't understand. We don't we don't know why God is taking us through these really, really hard seasons and through these really tough things and through losing people or losing your job or, you know, just suffering and going through going through things. We don't understand why God is doing them. But this verse is such a good r- reminder that um, God is working and God is doing good things and everything God does is for your good and his glory. And even if it doesn't feel good, um, that's it it doesn't mean it's not good because our our measurements of good are very different from God's. And so that verse is just such such a good reminder of I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. Oh man, I love that verse. Oh man, I love God. I love Jesus. Oh, so so good. Thank you guys so much for listening to this this uh, second episode of the podcast. It means so much to me that you are listening to this right now and Thank you so much for your prayers and your support. And so, yeah, I um, am excited to see what's going to happen with this podcast. And so, yeah, I would just want to ask that you guys would share this podcast with somebody and that you would subscribe. And, yeah, you can post on your story, share it with a friend, whatever you want to do. But your support means so much to me and just the littlest support would help so much. So, but just listening, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And yeah, so I want to leave you with the verse that I want to end off every episode with, which is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone 
is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. You are a new creation through Christ. Be reminded of that. Learn that. Understand that. Live that. You are a new creation. Okay. Jesus loves you so much. And I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.